The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to our Grow My Cleaning Company podcast. And I am here with the amazing Mike Campion. I know he's usually the one introducing his guests and me, uh, but we're reversing roles today. So I'm being Mike, held hostage. I'm not safe. Call, call somebody. <laughs> Trace is running away with the podcast. Help. <laughs> yeah, I have a proverbial gun to his head right now. It's virtual. Uh, <laughs> virtual. There's yeah. a man right off screen that Tracy sent. <laughs> I actually have Natalie off screen with. Oh, geez, that's a, <laughs> that woman's far more terrifying than any man for my for my world. <laughs> uh, so Mike and I were talking uh, just before we started today about a really, really important topic that we are going to dive into because it is so important right now, and that is about what we do, what we make strife or or difficulties or crisis, what we make it mean to us. And so oftentimes this is a, a moment when we pull back and we, we tend to um, create a, a not helpful meaning around things that are difficult or difficulty uh, in our business or life or whatever comes up. So let's dive in. Um, Mike, you gave an example before we started of, for a lot of cleaning company owners, when difficulty happens, what they make it mean. Maybe you can share a little bit more with everybody here so we can dive into the topic. For sure. So today I want to focus on kind of how we deal with struggles in our business. But what Tracy said is such a global thing. I just want to hit it real quick and then we'll bring it down to struggles. Yes. What we make things mean is everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> like dumb example I like to use that people, you go, wow, you ain't kidding. Uh, and this is on the good side. The rest of the time, it's all going to be death and despair and terrible stuff. But this will be the one, I, the one positive part is most of us in cleaning nations, we want multi-million dollar businesses um, that kind of run on their own and, and make hundreds of thousands of dollars in profit, which is fine. And that's all reasonable goals. But I think we overlook, I don't know what the average, you know, probably depends if you're living in Chicago or San Francisco or Boise or, you know, what part of the country or, you know, some, some province in Canada. But let's just say 5,300 bucks a month, completely mm -hmm. making it up, adjust for your own thing. Let's say for me, we'll call it five grand. All my bills can be paid for five grand. I can just make 5,500 bucks a month and I don't have to really work in my business at all. And I can choose to work on it zero to however much hours I want. And the in it is call it zero to 10 hours a week. I hate to say zero because that's, I don't know how to help people do that, but you should be there. I do know how to have people go weeks and weeks at a time with zero hours. And the, the weeks that they do go are like one or two or three and then maybe two or three or four weeks in a year craft's on fire. You got to jump in and really spend a good five, 10, 15 hours really getting at it. Once you can make with that kind of work schedule, virtually nothing to do in it, just on it, whatever your bills are, plus a couple hundred bucks, kids braces, car goes wrong, whatever you're retired, right? Like even when we look at this, I want to build a million dollar business, make 200 grand a year, 300 grand a year. And that's great. There's not a blessed thing wrong with that. But 
um, what we make things mean, we could go, I grew double my this thing, but I'm not making any money, but I'm not working anymore. And, and we could make that mean I'm a failure. Or we could look and go, holy crap, even maybe, maybe God, God willing, you're like, I only have 3,200 bucks a month I need or whatever it can be. Second, you make a nickel over that um, and you have a couple grand in savings just for things go wrong. You're retired. And I don't know about you guys. I'd rather, if I, if I need 50 grand a year to, to, to live, I'd rather make 50 grand a year and have all my time free than uh, make 150 grand a year, work 60 hours a week, certainly doing something I hate. So what you make it mean, good or bad is huge. So I just, I didn't want to skip that because that's everything, not just here, the whole, anything you put into my bride, you know, a marriage commitment. Some people go, oh my God, that's the worst thing ever. For me, it's the best thing ever. Having kids, anything in your life, what you make it mean is I would say as important, if not more important than the thing that it is. And the beautiful thing is we can't choose a lot of things in our life, but we can choose hundred percent of what we make it mean. So Absolutely. Tracy just drops a little bomb of genius and walks away. Like it's no big deal. How dare you? I will unpack that bomb before we, before we go on. So the same thing goes on the downside, right? We lose an employee or two customers quit at the same time, or we get a complaint or all of those things happen in one week. You know, it never happens where it's evenly spaced, right? Everything goes great for a month and a half and then Armageddon happens or whatever. Um, we can make that mean I'm stupid. I'm never going to grow. This is, this always happens to me. Um, we can make it mean a lot of things or we can make it mean, well, I did something in the past that brought this result. And if I want a different result in the future, I'll just try something different. Or we can make it mean, this is a gift that God is giving me if I choose to unwrap it. This is an education the world is giving me or God, however you want to see it, is giving me. I can learn from it or I can learn nothing, right? This is happening are, for me instead of to me. God bless it. Leave it to Tracy. That yak and yak and yak. She's like, or why don't you just say these 10 words? I'm like, yes, this is <laughs> happening for me, not to me. So yes. very few things in life are permanent. And even the permanent ones, let's go, let's go deep. I got hit by a car and don't have the use of my body anymore. That's pretty extreme. It's death. And then that's a whole different conversation. What happens there? But it's none of the, the hosts of this podcast, nor uh, the listeners, um, you know, have a lot of experience with that. We'll, we'll go with what we do have experience with. Even that, and that would be tough. I got to be honest. Like, I'm pretty sure if I got paralyzed, I would respond pretty negatively for probably a, a, an extended amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I could choose to go, where's the opportunity in this? What could I have? And obviously, I don't think we want that. And we wouldn't wish that on ourselves. We're still going to look both ways before across the street. But if that could be the reality for that, when we take it way down a thousand levels to right. this guy left, where's the opportunity in that? Even just changing the word, look at this problem. My, my operations manager left. This is going to be a problem to my operations left manager left. What kind of opportunities are just that changes everything. Um, last thing I'm going to send and turn it back to Tracy because she's got probably a bunch of more smart stuff. Um, I have found... And we see this in our groups, which is frustrating because these loving, sweet, amazing, talented people pay us for help. And when they're kicking butt and taking names, they're always on the calls and engaging, which is great. We love, that's a lot of fun to share, right? Like we have such a weird business. A lot of times our spouses or people will ever like, huh, what? Uh, like they just don't get it when we get a new account or something, we have a new system or whatever. Um, so love, love sharing that with community that cares. But then when things go bad, they hide. And it's like, well, that's kind of when you need to really engage or in the hide by just not showing up. And we say BS stuff that's half true. I'm busy. I know you're busy, but you're busy because you're not there. Right. So I found overreachingly, you don't need 
when you feel you don't want the help is when you need the help. Um, mm. you know, kind of when we have that bad attitude, we want to hide and and only hang out with people that'll pile on. You don't understand this. So yeah, it does suck. Da, 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 da. And we just kind of want that energy. And it's offensive almost at first to have energy of a Tracy or a good coach. It's like, well, hold on. Does it have to mean that? Is that really true? Is that completely true? What other things could be true? Mm-hmm. Those questions are like light, you know, blinding light to someone who just wants to, to stay in a hole. So A, what have you seen with our folks? And B, what can you recommend to Cleaning Nation when they find themselves in that kicked in the teeth moment, wanting to hide away from effectively help? Well, I, I want to say something about that in just in general, right? A truth that and we've all heard this. I think we know it logically, but I, I want to apply it to what you just said. We, we pull back, we tend to pull back. And a lot of our, our clients, it's like our first reaction, and it's probably an ancient limbic system reaction at first to pull back. And, but which is good, right? Like if I burn my hand, uh, we right immediate, yeah. right? The immediate reaction is pull back. But the problem is when we go, oh, pull back and then stay back that, okay, now we need to completely um, abandon what we were doing. We, we unplug, we disengage, we, we, t- we misinterpret this, the signal, the signal in our deep survival brain that says, stop what you're doing. So we like, touch okay. the fire and instead of saying, obviously pull back, instead of saying, don't touch fire, we go fire bad, never use fire again. And right, right, exactly. We make it mean the wrong thing. We misinterpret the signal. So we're not saying, just so everyone's clear, we're not saying you just rush ahead stupidly, but you know, like a a big dumb bull and you just crush through things, you know, and hope you hit the right thing. Sure, take a moment. But when we make it mean we never go back or we shouldn't go back or we're wrong for going, oh, we must have been doing it totally wrong if we... All of that is where we get into trouble. That's where we start. I call it <laughs> being right in our wrongness, right? Our righteousness in our wrongness. We, we, it's, it's a, a confirmation bias. We mm-hmm. want to start proving that our wrong thoughts are right. And so when you were saying we seek out people that will confirm that for us, oh, yeah, no, I'm hiring right now. It's terrible. Oh, yeah, I can't even believe that you tried to hire people. <laughs> you know, so it's almost like if I'm trying to lose weight mm-hmm. and I go off my diet, mm-hmm. when I'm on my diet, it's easy to be around people. I feel good. I look good. It's easy around anybody because I'm like, look how good I look with my shirt off, right? Um, or in a bathing suit or, you know, whatever, whatever your, your goal is. Um but when I start eating like crap, I know I probably need to be around the other people who are eating well and can encourage me. But I want to be around people that go, yeah, that diet was too hard. I could have never done it. Only a crazy person would do that. And just like you said, we want that confirmation bias. So how do we. And I think just like we started with, it's what we make it mean, right? We want yes. to make it. Yeah. So what, what are we making it mean in that moment? And what could we make it mean that would be more powerful? Do you think? So it's it really and the best time to decide what something is going to mean when it's chaotic is when it's not chaotic, by the way, because once you're in it, it's much harder. 
It's much harder when you're in an echo chamber and you've got this confirmation bias thing going on and you've got people around you going, yeah, yeah, you should definitely not do that or whatever it is. It, the easiest time to do it is right now, before the crisis, before you get into a place where you know your old patterns rear their ugly head. So make a decision. The next time, and it will, the next time it happens, the next time I find myself in a situation where three people quit all at once, or the next time, uh, you know, think of some scenarios or that are real in your business. What am I going to make that mean now, right? Decide now what you're going to make that mean in a positive, most empowered way when you don't have to feel panic, you're okay, Mm -hmm. three people haven't quit yet, Mm -hmm. right? So I think the hardest time, Mike, and, and for everybody is when you're already in the middle of crisis, Trying to sh- to shift the the energy is much much harder. I'm not saying it's not possible, but do yourself a favor and make this decision ahead. Real quick, cleaning nation. If you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post. The only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Well, it gets harder and then unfortunately it gets easier, not in a good way. So here's what happens. I kind of jump out of my thing. And like Tracy said, I make it mean weird Mm -hmm. stuff that Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily the truth. And I keep doing it and I get more results which is quote, you know, it's everything that's easy now is oftentimes, you know, giving up, you know, we all know if I give up something, if I sacrifice today, I can, I can be better tomorrow. If I don't eat this crappy food today, I can have a better thing tomorrow. If I don't be in this toxic relationship now, I can be a healthy one tomorrow, but we kind of always have to give up something now to get that other thing. Mm -hmm. So what happens is it's a bell curve starts off when you first make that mistake, like Tracy was talking about, it's pretty easy to to auto-correct, but in some bell curve going down, not up. Once we start going into the abyss, it gets harder and harder until crap gets really bad and the pain is so bad. And then I'm like, rock bottom. (laughs) Right. And then we're like, okay, now we'll do it. And then it's easier to make a decision because there's nothing else, but like, I have to do this or I'm going to die or I just, I can't. But then your options are typically, I almost like to look at it as drugs and I haven't used drugs, but I've seen enough to know I think most people aren't like, hey, I want to dick myself to this thing that kills a lot of folks. They're like, I'm in pain now. And as opposed to figuring out what the pain is, I can take these drugs. And to the best of my knowledge, it works. You feel you are out of pain for that minute, hour, day, you know, pick your drug. And I'm, I'm guessing the 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 free the, the duration changes. But the problem is weeks or months later, now all those problems you had before are still there. And now you're addicted to drugs. So it's like, God bless. So the options that you had to deal with the problems before a lot of those are gone because they assume you're in your right mind. You don't have a drug problem. You're not spending a bunch of money and time, you know, going out of your mind. Same thing happens when you kind of make things make weird things. You kind of are like, it was easier to make a decision before, but it now I'm in momentum. this thing. Yeah. It gives the momentum. And then until you hit a wall and be like, okay, now I've, I'm in so much pain. But by the time you get there, a lot of the options you had at your disposal before are gone. So last thing I want to say, cause I don't want to come off on because I'm such a pragmatist and I, I like playing both ends because I know what young Mike would have been screaming at this podcast and I want to respond to him. And, and I do have one more suggestion too. Please go ahead. Yeah. So, so, so choosing ahead before you get to that place is always most useful. The second thing that I wanted to 
reinforce is similarly, when we get the confirmation bias from people that are reinforcing the negative thing, the thing that's not helpful to us, we want to get ahead of that by reinforcing and surrounding ourselves, connecting ourselves with people that will elevate us, Mm -hmm. that will not allow us to call us on our bullshit, frankly, sorry. (laughs) So, you know, call us on it and say, because I believe in you, because you're better than that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you go spiral down into that death spiral. I'm not going to let you. So when you align yourself, with the right people, with the right community, with the right mentors that will help you not go to that dark space, not go hit rock bottom. Um, And, you know, hopefully keep you buffered from that tendency to go back to people who commiserate with your misery. That's why they call it commiserate. (laughs) Right. I'm going to pull a Tracy and sum it up and be like, oh, dang it. That's what I was trying to say. And I'm going to steal someone else's words that is to the Bible, but it's the same thing with people. Right. I want to give credit, but they said either this book is going to keep you from sin or sin is going to keep you from this book. The same thing goes with other people. Either my crappy attitude is going to keep me from Tracy because I love Tracy. and I think she loves me. But if grouchy Mike, who always craps on everything, is always coming to Tracy looking for and I'm doing the big air quotes help. Tracy's like, I can't be around this dude, right? So either my bad attitude is going to keep me from Tracy or um, Tracy is going to keep me from my bad attitude. And you can replace Tracy with anyone that's got a positive energy that's really trying to serve you, even if it doesn't feel good. It feels good to go, yeah, no one can do that. And it's crazy. And business is hard and everyone fails and you should just give up. That feels fantastic. But if I really want to succeed, that's going to keep me from those people. And if I want to roll around my own filth of unbelief and this is going to suck, that's going to keep me from the people that I really need. It's and and I think that that's a, especially important when circle it back to to when people are in our program, for example, and they hit a skid, they hit a problem, something happens, and their first tendency is to pull back, and then the second patterned old pattern tendency starts to take hold. We as a community try very actively to help them re-engage, get back into like, that's why it's so important. A, decide ahead what things are going to mean positively, most empowered version. And then second, commit to yourself that when you're around positive people that are there to help you, that you allow it, that you you put yourself, that you, you go, I... I don't even know why I'm here today, but I'm here because I am in a bad place. I've just had a cruddy day. I don't feel like I'm succeeding, whatever the case may be. But but if you show up and you commit to, to not allowing the pattern to get a hold of you again, then you're way more likely. You're 90 percentile above most people that are doomed to repeat their own patterns. So I just want to say those are the two winning formulas. So spot on. And when you make that decision Mm -hmm. to be around the right people, take an action, right? Like with Tracy, her experience is coaching, right? People come to the coaching and I'm constantly telling them, you know, because they do, you know, when our clients can either, they get a certain amount of coaching calls per period Mm -hmm. and they can either do them ad hoc. I'll just call her when I need her. Bad idea right? That's like saying, I'll just get a gun when I need it. Like, no, you should probably have the gun. <laughs> if you're going to need the gun, you probably should just have it. Um, or like if it's twice a month, 
they could just have a recurring appointment. So they just know, because here's the deal, when you don't feel like you need, and this can be, if you have a, a professional coach that you have that relationship with, great. Obviously, if you're paying for it, for God's sake, use it. But even if it's just with a, your Tracy or someone in your life that you know has that energy that you need, mm-hmm. that's not as important as, hey, Trace, can we just meet every other week, friend, coach, whatever that is. And I'm going to be there no matter what. Cause I know if I don't want Tracy, my life, cause I just want to go to the dark place and she's going to bring mm. annoying light and make me do different <laughs> things and drag me into my own daggum success. Um, I'm just not going to call her easy peasy and Tracy, how will she know? So she's just going to whatever. But if we have the standing appointment, it's like, God, like working out, find a workout buddy. I will cheat on myself all day long when it's warm and dark, you know, it's cold and dark out in the world and it's warm and cozy in my bed. And I know if I don't get up now, I'm not going to work out easy peasy. But if I told Tracy, I'm going to meet her and I know she got a, her little warm bed and out of her little dark, she's got her little butt up to the gym. Well, now I got to, I got to show up. So when you make that commitment, make yeah. it a real commitment with, with actions yeah. attached. Yeah. And I just want to kind of sum up and then I'll let Tracy close us. Last of my thoughts are the person who that just will kind of end where we started. It's, it's all what you mean. So the person who makes it mean when I, you know, even the people that we coach at a very high level that are working zero to 10 hours a week in their business, um, they're going to have one to six weeks a year where they might have to work 10 or 15 hours a week and on the business. And that on stinks, right? It's cleaning up messes and putting out fires. They could make that mean this isn't working. You know, I, I hate these people like, you know, uh, passive income. There's no such thing as passive income. There's always, you got to, even with real estate or stock, like you got to pay some sort of attention and do something. There's always something, Mm -hmm. right? So (laughs) if you make, I had to work 10 hours this week, even though I haven't worked more than 10 hours in the last six weeks combined, if we make that mean I'm failing, there you go. How you set up expectations is really important. We get a lot of people that go, well, you know, we're constantly telling me you got to have your hiring funnel running all the time, not just sometimes all I'm fully staffed. You don't understand. <laughs> um, I know what's going to happen 3.6 weeks later. Well, Mike, you four people quit. How could I have possibly foreseen that? I don't know. When's the last time three people quit? Six months ago. Well, there you go. <laughs> Who could have possibly foreseen it? So if you expect everything to go perfect all the time, you can't possibly be happy because it won't. It shan't, right? People are like, even when they come to our program, well, things aren't great right now. <laughs> I know that's when you want to get help. Now, when if you're looking for a perfect year to grow your business, you wait till you're dead. It's never going to happen. Um, so it's always, things are always going to go happen. When they happen, make that mean, yeah, I'm growing. The only time, you know how things never happen, drop dead, right? That, you know, a rut is just a grave with the hands kicked out. So you stop doing anything. That's a perfect way to make sure we don't do anything. Then you're ill. Nothing bad will happen. You'll just lay down and die. Um, so expect bumps to come in an entrepreneur and go, yeah, this is a good thing. This is the price that no one else is willing to pay. And that's why I have this result and other people work for me because I got to put up with this nonsense. So make it mean you're growing, not failing. Um, second, you only learn. I, I've had some really good times in my life that I appreciate and I had some bad times that at the time I did not appreciate, but every, I'd say 85, probably 85 to hundred percent of the content that we teach and we give to you guys is not from me kicking butt, eh, probably 85. There's probably 15% of, I did something right. I'm like, oh my gosh, this worked. Everyone else should try it. But it's, it's things going badly. So you don't learn when you're down, you learn when you're up. And the last thing is this does not mean, this is what I was going to mention earlier before Tracy jumped in with some genius that she, uh, I'm so glad that she did, is 
what we are not saying is just keep doing the same thing and hope for a different outcome. That's not the case at all. So it is okay. Just be careful about what you consider the truth. So let's say, perfect example, people trying to get out of cleaning. I've hired, I've tried to hire before and it never worked. So therefore it'll never work again. Yeah. If you do exactly what you've done before, I wouldn't say it'll never, there's a really good chance you're going to get exactly the same results that you've gotten. Um, well, I've tried 20 different things. Okay. Maybe you need to try 23 or a hundred or get a coach and get it right in the first two or three times. Um, but the belief we're not promoting is just keep trying and it'll magically get better. And I think sometimes we'll do that. I'll just keep banging my head. I'll never give up, Mike. I hear that all. I'll never give up. I'll never give up. They won't try anything different because that's scary and hard, but they won't never give up. So they just keep you know going on. So not same outcomes, different outcomes, different action, different outcome. And is it possible you do a different outcome and you get a different outcome that you still don't like? Yeah. And then you do different actions again, different actions again. And at least half of being a successful business owner is just, I forget who said this. I want to give credit, but I can't going from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Um, so that's really, again, what we make it mean. So the, really we started with what you make this mean. We're ending with what you make it means. Reframe failure is the next step in the process, right? When you look yeah. back at the race, you know, the race isn't over until you die or quit. But if you're still going, this thing that's happening now, it may not feel good a year from now could be like, oh, that was the turning point. All right. I said all I have to say, Tracy, take us home. You're up. All right. Well, bottom line is if if we all work hard and we do, we're going to work hard at something. Don't misinterpret growing pain for suffering. Mm -hmm. Suffering Correctly. is when you when you stay in the same place over and over and just complain about it. So lean in to being uncomfortable for the sake of growth. That's different. That's you being in charge. Speaking of being in charge, let's take action right now. So if you're ready, you're like, okay, I'm ready to take a next step. What do I do? Go to growmycleaningcompany.com and indulge in and give yourself the gift of a free training, right? Uh, Mike, you can say a little bit, just a quick, because I know you did it. Didn't you just redo some of that training recently? I know it's pretty cool. We've got, easiest thing I can say is we've done 900 podcasts. I've written two books. It's probably the best 40 minutes because it could be overwhelming. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so much. It's just yeah. the best, tightest 40 minutes uh, we've got. And if you can't afford the low, low price of free, <laughs> the cost of entrance is probably gonna be higher than that. No charge for the, the um, training. GrowMyClaimCover.com. Check it out now. See you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.